Welcome to another teaching series from Pastor Reza Safa. For more information on Pastor Reza's teachings and ministry, please visit www.rezasafa.com. Ephesians chapter 2. Oh, Lord, help us. Look at the condition we were in. And you, say to your neighbors talking about me. When he says you, that means it's you. How many of you, you, you know, you means you, right? And you, he made alive who were dead. Dead means lack of relationship with God. Dead in trespasses and sins. In which you once walked, listen, according to the course of this world. According to the what? The course of this world or the age of this world, the system of this world. According to the prince of the power of the air. He's talking about a demon force now. The spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience. Kiddos, listen. You disobey, the devil is working on you. You're the devil's territory. When you disobey your mother and your father, you were a candidate for the devil himself. Wow. Among whom also we all, nobody was exception. There's no good person. We all once conducted ourselves in the lusts of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by, na- by what? By nature, we were by nature children of wrath, just as the others. Verse 12, that all that time you were without Christ, being aliens. What? Aliens. I mean, aliens. I'm talking about Martians. I'm talking about being a cuckoo. You know what a cuckoo is? You just out there. Aliens. Aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers. Jesus. That's why we need to get this gospel out. Strangers from what? Strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. We were lost as a stick. I mean, we were lost and we were lost big. How many of you can testify to that? I don't care how religious you were, you were lost. Just like I was. Hallelujah! Hallelujah. See, that's our condition was. Now, in order for Jesus... To deliver us, sin had to be taken out. What was the one that caused the separation was the sin. Sin had to be, sin is a master. Sin had to be taken out. In other words, Jesus came after sin. This not, I'm not talking about sins. I'm talking about the sin nature. The nature that is in disobedience against God. Jesus had to come and go after that sin. The big, the big concept of it, not just action of it. Go over to the book of 
First John chapter 3, let me tell you how, how, how important this is. Because we were delivered from something. We were delivered from something. First John chapter 3. In verse 8 he says, He who sins is of the devil. For the devil has sinned from the beginning. For this purpose the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil, which is sin. Jesus came for this one purpose, to destroy sin. Now he says, he who sins, Philip translation says, the man whose life is habitual sinful is spiritually a son of the devil. That's 1 John chapter 1. He says, he who says he's without sin, he's lying, and the truth is not in it. In other words, he's not talking about an action of sin, but he's talking about abiding. That word sins, the, the King James says, he that committeth, he that committeth. That word po, P-O-I-E-O in Greek, poieo, it means to abide, it means to make or to bear or to commit or to continue in or to exercise, to exercise sin. See, I may sin, but I don't abide in it. The moment, if you got in the right relationship with God, the moment you sin, there's something on the inside of you, you feel guilty about it. And you may drag your feet too long, but you finally get on your knees and say, Lord, forgive me for that. Father, forgive me for that. But now if I continue in it and enjoy it, then John says, "My, I am not born again. I can't. The seed of God is not in me. If I'm exercising sin, if I'm enjoying sin, if I abide abide and, ex and make it, I, ma I plan it, I make it, I live in it. John says that's not possible. So it's a difference between sinning and is talking about that nature, abiding in it. Now, so Jesus had to destroy the works of the devil. John, or Hebrews chapter 9, it tells us how Jesus did it. Now, this is very, very important word here. Hebrews chapter 9. It says in verse 26, Hebrews chapter 9, verse 26. He then would have had to suffer often since the foundation of the world. But now, once at the end of the ages, he, Jesus, has appeared to put away what? To put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. So in other words, Jesus, by dying on the cross, he dealt with the sin. And what did he do with the sin? He, he mastered it. He Put it away. He destroyed its nature. He conquered sin, if you will. In Hebrews chapter 9, verse 22, it says, And according to the law, now again, this is a, a whole bunch of teaching going in, talking about the law and, and, and the result of it and so on. So but this is important for us to know. According to the law, almost all things are purified with blood, and without shedding of blood, there is no remission. Now you have to understand this. Sin had to be remitted first. Remission in King James, New King James, is translated forgiveness. But remission and forgiveness are two different things. You know, we read that in the book of uh, Ephesians chapter 1, verse 7. It says, we have redemption. And then he goes on to say what? Forgiveness of sin through his blood. But that word forgiveness 
actually it shouldn't be forgiveness it should be remission remission is the the greek word is and you can look it up i looked this up and studied this because that really bothered me every time i read it that we have forgiveness wait a second forgiveness is after our salvation there is no forgiveness before salvation listen to this carefully the world cannot be forgiven it's like best example i can say for you to understand it's like a kid is out there work playing out in the ground it's all muddy and he comes home and say mom mom please clean me and mom grabs one napkin and wipes the button of the shirt which is okay now you do you good go on now does that make sense in other words it's not just one action that needs to be forgiven the nature needs to be removed from him so forgiveness does not make sense to the world this idea of you go to the church and confess and get forgiveness that's not biblical forgiveness is for the believers remission is remission is everything that we have done up to the time we accepted jesus actually in the margin of my bible it says remission the word aphesis it means to send away the word signifies a release from bondage or imprisonment dismissal sending away and forgiveness of course forgiveness is part of it. and added equality of cancellation or canceling out all judgment punishment obligation or debt in other words remission is what jesus did remission the best way i can describe it is he put his hand into our gutter and yanked out that nature that is called sin and removed it from us that's remission so we have remission forgiveness also is guaranteed by the blood of jesus when we sin we say lord forgive us first john 1 19 he forgive us and cleanse us from all unrighteousness but forgiveness is over the action of the sin remission is over the nature of the sin do you see this difference is it all clear because this is important for us to understand in other words we have remission jesus removed the sin nature from us that desire of sinning is not in our hearts any longer and if it is i'm questioning whether you're saved or not and so again uh we have to understand this that sin nature had to be so there is no desire in us to sin you, you say but pastor i'm struggling against this thing yet the very fact that you struggle in it that tells me that you're not of it before you got saved there was no struggle <laughs> you just enjoyed it you just went out there you planned it out i want to do more of it but now the very fact that you're struggling against it number one reason is it that you don't know really that you have power over this stuff and that's what this teaching is all about he he did what he put away sin verse 26 by the sacrifice of himself listen to verse uh verse 12 of chapter 10 but this man with a capital m oh i love this man with a capital m hallelujah <laughs> but this man jesus after he had offered one sacrifice for sins forever sat down at the right hand of god from that time waiting till his enemies are made his footstool for by one offering he has perfected forever perfected forever 
This teaching that I hear on TV, oh, you're going to be perfected when you go through the trial. No, no, I'm already perfected. Glory be to I don't need to go through any trial to be perfected. God has done it through the sacrifice of Jesus. I am all perfect in the eyes of God. They are beings and now being more and more set apart, sanctified by understanding what Jesus has done for me. By understanding my position that what God has done for me. I am released. You are released from the bondage of sin. Sin has no longer power over us anymore. Why? Jesus took that nature of sin, took that desire, took that, ah, 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 the, uh, the, 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 the character of it and nailed it to the cross. No longer I'm under its dominion and under its power. I am free. Colossians chapter 1, Colossians chapter 1, this is now, we understand in Colossians chapter 1, what it means when he says he delivered us from the power of darkness and translated us. Verse 13, he has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed or translated us into the kingdom of the son of his love in whom we have redemption through his blood it says the forgiveness of sins, but it should say the remissions of sins. So we, we have, we are delivered from the power of sin and Satan. Satan has no longer dominion over you and I. The moment you say yes to Jesus, he loses his dominion over you. I was thinking about this last night. I was going to bed. I said, Lord, this thing that we pray over people for their deliverance, is that, is that correct? Is it correct when we say, Lord, I pray for their deliverance, when they're believers? That doesn't quite make sense, does it? If he has delivered me, see, let me give you an example. I get this water. I've given this example many times. Has delivered is the tense, what we call it, present perfect tense. Again, it means this. We're all confused with the pastors. If I pour this water over here, I say what? what do, what's the proper way of saying it? I have watered the plant. Means, uh, it means I pour the water in it and the result of it still is there. If I water this plant yesterday and the plant is dry and I come and look at it, proper way of saying is that I water the plant, but it's, but it's dry now. So present perfect have something, verse, plus ed or whatever the, the verse conjugate. It means an action began in the past and the result of it is still in operation. When he says he has delivered us, it means I am still delivered. Deliverance took place when he died on the cross, went to the grave, and there he put his foot on the neck of the devil and took the keys of Hades and death from him. Now we, we're going to come back to this identification because we have to understand that I became one with him in his death. He became one with me. He took my sin. He became sin. I became one with him in his victory, in his glory, in his resurrection. The Bible says, as we became in the image of his death, 
so also we shall become in the image of his resurrection. Meaning, when Jesus put his foot on the neck of the devil, I put my foot on the neck of the devil. When he came out of the grave, he couldn't come out of the grave until he was victorious over sin and death. He couldn't. Nobody has come out of the grave. When, when they say people are resurrected, there's no such a thing as people are resurrected. People are raised from the dead, but there's only one man who's been resurrected so far, and that's Jesus. When he came out of the grave, sin no longer, although he became sin, sin no longer could dominion, could have dominion over him. He as, he has, he was ascended on high, seated at the right hand of the Father. That means his job of overcoming he didn't overcome the devil for his own sake. He came, he overcame him because of you and because of me. Isn't that right? He didn't need to overcome the devil. He, the Bible says in the, in the end of the time, with the breath of his mouth, he will burn him. With the breath of his mouth, it will destroy him. That, how much power he had. He didn't need to overcome. He, he overcame him for me. So I must identify myself with him. So when Jesus was down there and put his foot on, on the devil, I did it. Because I'm in him, I did it. So death and sin and Satan no longer has dominion over you. They're lost. The dominion is gone. The power of slavery is over. Slavery is over. No longer they can domain over you. Now, Jesus reversed the action. Now I am Satan master. I am his master. I rule over sin. I rule over sickness. I rule over disease. I rule over all the power of the demonic forces. According to the work of Jesus that he did for me. Hallelujah. How did he do it? He became sin. He took my sin. He paid the penalty for my sin. He delivered me from its power. And now... I am free. Turn your Bible to see this over to the book of Romans chapter 6. Romans chapter 6. All oh, these, these verses, we need to think him and meditate on him. If you've got struggling with sin, you need, to, you need to meditate on these words. Romans chapter 6 and verse 6 it says, Are you there? Knowing this, that our old man was crucified with him. Read it with me. That the body of sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves of sin. So that nature is taken away. You're no longer, it's a slave. You don't have to obey it. You don't have to use your tongue to speak negative about people. I know we do it because it's our, it's our custom. We, we just do it because it's been habitual sin. We just like to do it. We enjoy talking negative about other people. But you don't have to anymore. You don't have to listen to their junk spoken. I do this. It's my practice anymore. You open your mouth and start talking about, I either change the subject or I'll walk away. I will not listen. Or I say, let's just, let's just pray for them. I will not listen, no matter how evil they are. I don't want to hear it from you. If their action is wrong, it's evident to everyone. You don't need to talk about it. A couple of amens would help there. I thought it was good said, but 
Romans chapter 6 verse 12. Therefore, do not. Do not. Do not. You do not. Who does it? You. You do not. Doesn't say let not God. He says you do not. You do not what? You do not let. Let. That means you have the power. If I say don't let anybody come in, that means I've, I've put somebody there enough power to keep those doors shut. Isn't that right? So when the Bible says do not let, that means you've got the authority. That means you have the power. Do not do what? Do not let sin reign in your mortal body, tongue, ear, eyes, hands, that you should obey it in its lust. Don't let it. I said don't let it. You've got the authority over it. You, that's what I say, sin is a choice for believers. You, you can let it, you can let it not. I asked my mother, she smoked all her life. I said, mom, how did you quit? She said, I just decided one day I'm not going to smoke anymore. I said, patches? No, she didn't know what I was talking about. Pat, what patch? Three steps? I thought to myself, if as an unbeliever person, it's got so much authority, how much more a believer has? Just one day I decided, I will not do it. Wow. I heard a testimony of a witch doctor in Africa. This witch doctor used to, Satan used to appear to him in flesh and tell him, this man was so much power, everybody in town was scared of him. And one day in his appearance, he says to Satan, he says, there is, I heard about a man by the name of Jesus. He says, the moment I said Jesus, Satan fell on the ground. And like one of these roly polies, he rolled in agony and pain by my just saying the name of Jesus. He says, after a couple of hours, he came to himself. He said, don't you say that name again before me. This witch doctor thought to himself, if by just saying that name can do to him, then that man, Jesus, whoever it is, he's got a lot more power than this guy, devil. Isn't that amazing? An unbeliever sees the power of that holy name. How much more a believer who's been given the authority. Jesus said, all authority in heaven and on the earth has been given unto me. Why? He overcame the devil. He came out victor. He came out a reigning king. And he said what? He said, go ye now. Therefore, that same authority is given it to you and I. That's why he made us. He made us. What? Kings and priests unto his God. For us to do what? Reign here on the earth. Hallelujah. So you have the power. Say, I got the power. I got the power. Yeah. See, you do. You have the power. Verse 14. For sin shall not. Sin shall not. Sin shall not. Sin shall not. Have dominion over you. One translation says, Sin shall not lord over you. For you are not under law, but you are under grace. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. You can stop it instantly. You're hooked on something, you can say from this day on, you will not have dominion over me. Cigarette, you will not have dominion over me. You backbiting tongue, you will not domain my tongue. I will speak positive and I speak blessing of other people. How can out of the same well, sweet water and salty water come out? Show me that well. Scientists will get on him. Romans chapter 6 verse 17 it says, But God be thanked that though you were slaves of sin, yet you obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine to which you were delivered. You were what? Delivered. And having been set, having been set free, having been set free, having been set free from sin, you became slaves of righteousness. Why do you think you're sitting here today and you're not down the street at that bar drinking a beer? Because you become, you want to serve this kingdom. You're slaves of rightness, of God's rightness is in you. God's nature is in us. That same dominion that we lost at the, at the fall, Jesus brought it back. Thank you for tuning into this series by Pastor Reza Safa. These audio broadcasts are made possible by the support and prayers of viewers like you. For more information on Pastor Reza's teachings and ministry, please visit www.rezasafa.com.